Welcome to Digital Marketing Solutions, the only podcast hosted by a marketing and startup consultant with over 20 years experience working for ad agencies across the world. Start getting the results you want with online marketing today. And now, here's your host, David Summerfleck. And hello. Thank you for listening to the Digital Marketing Solutions Podcast. Before we get started in today's episode, I want to invite anybody out there in Webland listening, if you have a question that you would like answered in this podcast, please go to anchor.fm slash digital marketing solutions slash message, and you can record your voice message directly for the podcast, and we'll answer it in a future episode. And today we're going to talk about how can small businesses benefit from guerrilla marketing. So the answer to this is first, we need to define it and then talk about whether or not it's a good match. So I would say by embracing it or trying it and then combining it with deliberate organized digital marketing and combining it with offline marketing is one of the best, well, it's the way to benefit from guerrilla marketing. It's a spiritual and practical law that you get out what you put in. So the planning you put into building a profitable business, the greater the likelihood that this will occur. So what is guerrilla marketing? Basically, guerrilla marketing is marketing that's not traditional. And these days in the age when traditional businesses are drastically falling behind and failing on almost every possible level to acclimate to digital marketing, especially in retail, where so many retail stores are just unable uh, to compete with Amazon, it's really important to either work with an experienced professional or have them on board uh, as part of your team to help you. So how do we get started uh, in creating a digital marketing plan? So that begins with playing the business game to win. This basically means creating a marketing plan in order to get the greatest potential return on investment also called ROI, for the money and time that you invest. A thorough plan helps you get more done in less time with less stress. It increases your chances of achieving important business objectives, such as increasing revenue by specific percentage points. Another part is defining what I call your CCS. This means identifying your core competencies or what brought you to the dance. We define what that is um, in terms of what your business offers, your products, your services that differentiate you from other local or national or regional competitors. Your core competencies determine what you offer, how it should be offered, and ultimately who you should be targeting geographically. You need to know what sets you apart from everybody else trying to get attention out there in a very, very crowded arena. Next is identifying your ideal customer. You can't successfully be all things to all people unless you're Walmart. And even they go through quarters where they don't um, see an increase in, in earnings. So you want to focus on how to deliver your core competencies to those who can benefit from them the most have a need 
for those services or products and can afford your prices. This is also called identifying your buyer persona. Next is what's called a SWOT analysis. Now, the SWOT analysis, this basically means strategic planning that involves reviewing your company's strength, what gives it an edge over others' weaknesses, what places it at a disadvantage relative to competitors, opportunities, what parts of your environment or core competencies you can exploit to its advantage, and finally, threats, which are elements of the environment that could jeopardize the business. The extent to which the internal environment of the business matches that of the external environment is expressed by the concept of a strategic fit. In other words, it means that there's a fair chance at reaching your objectives. So SWOT analysis, SWOT, is important because the results inform later steps in planning to achieve the objective. Key decision makers should consider whether the objective is attainable given the SWOT analysis results. If the objective is not attainable and not realistic, they should go into what I would call a huddle, like in football, and basically reconvene to select different objectives or goals that, and then repeat the process and then determine if, if their new uh, SWOT analysis will work for them. Next is setting SMART goals. And this is all part, remember, of, of building a real business plan that's going to ensure you get objectives. So next is setting SMART goals. Goals, that, goals alone really don't mean much when we don't know what we want to get done in the first place. So toward that end, we have to set goals that are specific, that are measurable, achievable, realistic, and then time-bound meaning that we have some deadlines to work within. So those are all the goals that you set need to be within those parameters or they're just not going to work. Next are setting standards, you know, what you will or won't settle for. And then next are key performance indicators or KPIs. And this basically means how do you define success and how will you know if you get there? What is it going to look like for you? Now, how do you invest? The United States Small Business Administration recommends businesses seriously focus on growth, invest at least 10% of their gross annual revenue, your annual revenue, back into marketing in order to survive. Now, to actually build sustainable growth, they recommend investing substantially more. Budgets for digital marketing are similar or comparable to those in print or radio advertising and always less than TV advertising rates. With digital marketing, the reach being much greater than print and radio combined. So all of this talk by people who I don't know how to budget for digital marketing or whatever, it's usually do they value success? Do they know what success is for them? Are they ready to grow? And as far as what to invest, as we've just said, it's 10% of your gross annual revenue. And it's almost always going to be the same as what it would cost you to put an ad in a local newspaper for several weeks or a local magazine or joining a large chamber of commerce. Um, it's usually about the same. 
And it's always going to be less than putting an ad on TV, which is just for my money, just something I would never even take seriously. Now, if you want to take a step further and implement a marketing plan that is more unconventional along with that, here are some ways to get started in what we call guerrilla marketing. So when it comes to marketing, especially digital marketing, it can be seen as a factor most business owners will get to later, like buying a stack of business cards. It's typically not seen as a necessary integral part of building a business. And that shows a lack of experience. Businesses that are established and profitable, on the other hand, take marketing very seriously and reinvest profit back into infrastructure and marketing, refining their branding, looking at metrics because they've seen the direct payoff and they want more of that. So the most important factors to bear in mind as regards marketing in general, and certainly more specifically with digital marketing, is embracing a process like we talked about before, not buying a single item, but seeing marketing as a whole that is a process with multiple steps and procedures that need to be done. So as such, you have to start from a position of being organized, funded, and taking deliberate thought-out action as opposed to acting randomly every once in a while and expecting results that way. If you work with experienced professionals, you get better results for obvious reasons. Also, guerrilla marketing techniques are just that. They're techniques. They work best and most effectively when put into play as part of a larger organized structured plan and as a strategy of that plan, given at least several months to bear fruit. Like the old Clapton song, it's in the way that you use it. So what is guerrilla marketing that we know now we're going to use as part of a larger marketing plan in conjunction with offline marketing and digital marketing? So unconventional or guerrilla marketing is basically it's four factors. So it's usually viral marketing, long-term marketing, ambush marketing, and experiential marketing. And there are other components of guerrilla marketing, but these are just the four that I usually use in working with clients. Viral marketing is basically where you combine videos or podcasts or blogging with image downloads and ebooks and so on. Now, it's also piggybacking on those with events and working with organizations and live streaming. Long term marketing is basically sticking to a brand identity as far as like. Uh, you know, what you represent and the services you offer and how you offer them so that you are immediately recognizable and stand out from all other competitors. It's also having a conversational approach when you network and meet people and how you talk about solving other business owners' problems. Next is something called ambush marketing, which obviously isn't literal. It's having special meetings or classes or workshops, and it's also staging impromptu events, but in a very organized, deliberate manner before you even think about setting them up. Next is experiential marketing, which is such as um, free giveaways, special offers, and having trial periods for uh, new consumers. So 
statistically the overwhelming majority of new businesses start uh, started fail. Around 95% of most businesses fail within their first 16 months. And it's a pretty staggering statistic when you think about it. And one of the ways that you stop that as a marketing professional is to work with business owners who really, really care and they're really motivated and they're willing to do what it takes to either bring their, their business back from the, from the brink or start bringing in more money on a consistent basis. So the way that we do that with marketing is by having very structured, very methodical plans where we put together digital marketing, offline marketing, and in some cases we can use unconventional or guerrilla marketing techniques as well. But obviously with so much going on, you've got to work with a business owner who's really serious and committed about it. And, you know, they're not going to freak out if you want three to four or $5,000 to reverse what's happening to them. So it's really, really vital that the business owner work with experienced professionals who know what they're doing and are looking at long-term value and returns as opposed to how cheap can I get this thing one time and be done with it? And it's just no way to run a business. So I hope this information is helpful. If you have follow-up questions, uh, again, please go to anchor.fm slash digital marketing solutions slash, slash message, and you can leave me a voice message. And if you are a business owner who wants help, you can always visit me online at www.dms.blue. And thank you again for listening, and I hope that this information has been helpful to you. You've been listening to the Digital Marketing Solutions Podcast. To get future episodes as soon as they drop, apply to be a guest, submit questions, or to get direct help with your digital marketing, visit www.dms.blue today. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to give Digital Marketing Solutions a positive review or hit the subscribe button to be notified as soon as our next episode goes live. Thanks, and talk with you next episode.